This is Driven by Data, the podcast. Welcome back to another season of Driven by Data, the podcast, powered by Orbition Group and hosted by me, Kyle Winterbottom. So here we are, season three of Driven by Data, the podcast. I'm delighted that you've decided to tune in and rejoin us. We've got some absolutely fantastic content coming your way. So all that's left to say is sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. In order for your organization to make the best possible business decisions and to make the most of your data, you need the very best people. And that's where Orbition Group comes in. We have a proven track record in partnering with some of the largest brands in the world to the most innovative and disruptive startups and everything in between. We go beyond traditional recruitment services. The organizations which we partner with benefit from the added extras that we offer, such as raising your organization's brand awareness to the data and analytics community, providing you with insights into the current market and your competition, benchmarking you against the industry to give you the best chance to successfully attract the best talent. We want to become an extension of your business to identify, engage, attract and retain the best talent possible. If this sounds of interest, please reach out today by visiting orbitiongroup.com. Welcome to Driven by Data, the podcast, season three. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Hannah Davis, who is the head of Data Academy at Admiral Group. So, Hannah, thank you very much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited for this today. <laughs> uh, pleasure is uh, is all ours and uh, looking forward to delving into this topic. It's something that I've spoken about and around um, across a couple of different episodes, but um, I don't think ever specifically got into the the nuts and bolts which hopefully today we we can get into that so um before we do that hannah just um where we always start is by asking our guests to give themselves a brief introduction into their background and, and journey today if uh, if you would please yeah of course so i feel like it's something that all of you guests have said but i think i ended up in data really by accident but a really strong love of maths so from a really young age, I loved numbers, I loved understanding why, and I think maths for me really made the world make sense. And I really wanted that why. And so throughout kind of schooling and then going into university, it was really clear I'd end up in um, a mathematical subject. And I kind of tied with the idea of loads of different versions of what maths could look like and eventually settled on pure maths, but really fell in love with it when we started talking about um, things like operational research, management science, the bits that make things make sense and really applied to business. So I did that. I graduated from the University of Glamorgan, as it was then, and then took a role as an analyst. And that really, for me, was where it cemented my love of data. I then thought maths really was about teaching and really people-driven, real people-person. And so I thought that teaching or lecturing might be the way I wanted to go. So I decided to go back to university, to the University of South Wales, and worked as a lecturer and a researcher in operational research for information security back then. And I loved it. I loved the speaking to people. I loved being able to look at innovative ideas. I loved understanding what was going on. But I wasn't really getting to apply 
that real kind of life-changing problem I was helping others go out into the workplace to do that and I missed it and so I started looking at opportunities um, and really wanted somewhere that I could make that love kind of come alive and make it useful and there was an opportunity in Admiral um, based in Cardiff which was in the fraud analytics team so yeah there were some really alarming stats that about 70 percent of people who commit application fraud will do it again because they get away with it and really for me I found that kind of business area and problem that I was like data can solve this and so I started in that team and really started that bit around that stakeholder engagement and getting people really bought in that data could be the answer and how we look at data and how we can use that to decide which customers to call, what maybe policies we should look at and how that might work was really interesting for me. After doing that for a couple of years, um, I took some maternity leave in that time as well. And I really loved that stakeholder side. And so we set up a new kind of structure um, and some change transformation projects. And so I moved into a data product owner role where I really got to use that kind of bringing business and data together, um, bringing that stakeholder management skill I'd learned and looking at data as a product for probably one of the first times, which was super exciting and interesting. I then did that for a little while. Um, I spent probably two years there and did a varying kind of different roles from product owner all the way to product leads. And then back last year, the opportunity to look at starting a data academy came up in Admiral. And for me, I thought I found my dream role, like a role that was people orientated, was about data, was about making it make sense and bringing the business along but also got me to think about kind of my old life and all of that stuff I'd learned around training people and how to bring people into the world of data. And that's where I am today, loving every second of it. And yeah, getting to do my dream job, which is great. Nice, nice. Well, look, there's um, bundles of passion and enthusiasm coming from you on this topic. So I'm looking forward to delving into to some of the things here. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, just give us a high level overview of Admiral as a business and uh, what, what what it does. Yeah, absolutely. So it started 30 years ago, actually this year. So it was very recently our birthday. So we're celebrating our 30 years all year, which is fantastic. Um, started in car insurance, but has delved into kind of European businesses across Italy, Spain, France, um, also the US. But mainly in the UK, we focus on car insurance, home insurance, travel insurance, pet insurance. And then we have our sub, um, subsections kind of called Admiral Money, and Pioneer, Admiral Money being kind of financing and loans, and then Pioneer being focusing on startups and diversity for us. Um, probably really famously known for things like um, multi-car and multi-cover, but very much in that insurance space. And, you know, for us, it's always been about the customer, always been about doing the right thing, and always been about a great place to work. So we're kind of in this stage of really moving into what we call Admiral 2.0, which is kind of thinking about what can we do to leverage everything that historically has made us great and really bring it into this more agile kind of focus, thinking about things like flexible working practices, but also making sure that that customer continues to be at the forefront of things for us. So thinking about user experience, but also that people are the heart of Admiral, right? People who love what they do, do it better is a great Admiral um, saying. And that's really true. So for us, it's always about people, whether that be our customer or the people working for us. And mm. that is, that's Admiral in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah, very good, very good. So obviously your role then as the head of Data Academy, um, always 
fascinate me these conversations because a, a data academy means different things to different people under the same umbrella term right so just give us a very high level overview of what that role entails for you and i guess what you're responsible and tasked with achieving yeah absolutely i think when we started way back developing what we wanted from a data academy i think it would have been really simple to say we just want to focus on training you know we were right after the pandemic we'd had the great resignation and you know people and skills gaps were really at the forefront of things and it would have been really simple to just start there but personally i think a data academy and everything it can bring is so much more so we have a really wide breadth um, of remit within admiral so we look at everything throughout that kind of career journey, if you like. So we're working with our recruitment um, talent partners to think about how we attract and retain really great talent into the business. And that can look like multiple things, but that partnership is really, really vital to that. It also looks at, um, for us, training of data professionals, but also data skills for everybody. So really kind of focusing on that data fluency of the organization and what that might be but also bringing people together. And I think this is one of the one of the areas that I think is really special in what we're doing, in that we're building that data community in Admiral by saying, actually, if you are a part of a data team or you're a part of a team that touches data, we want you to be a part of this data community. So things like being able to remove silos, being able to share, being able to come together and, and be a community and a network is really, really important. And all of that, as well as making sure that we're doing fun, exciting things, you know, to keep in with our Admiral Pillars, it really is the whole piece for us and involves development programs, training programs, working with our change initiatives, all the way through to, you know, developing um, training for data skills outside of maybe our data teams. So mm. really exciting, really broad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. So um, just talk, talk me through the journey a little bit then, because you mentioned it kind of started as a platform to help kind of training and, and, and learning and development, which um, is interesting because I think, you know, we've had such a kind of varied shift in in the industry you know data academies popping up often for you know the ability to train more junior data analytics people right given the fact that getting um and hiring attracting talent is is tough um but then you know somewhere along that journey people realized actually there's a way for us to incorporate the business the board the whole shebang just just talk talk me through kind of how that kind of you know evolution within the data academy grew yeah absolutely so when we started the first role that we actually hired was um an engagement and content officer really to focus on the comms and so i think it's it's probably a bold move if i think about the other data academies i've seen and the work that could have gone on in that space for us we identified that actually we have hundreds and i mean like 650 700 strong people working in data and one of the biggest things that people wanted was to come together and so we started there and we started with things like being able to share what was going on um, in an organization as big as us and especially in a remote working organization. I think that tangibility and that closeness is really difficult for people to achieve. And so that for us was a really strong part. And probably the thing I'm proudest of doing through 2022 was building that community and bringing them together. 
Then we really focused on development. And for us, it became about offering training courses, but also thinking about how do we develop the people that we have today and how do we support them in a way that really accelerates them into the next role, gives them a, a sense of what's going on in data far more widely and focusing on areas like networking and like visibility, as well as training and development to really bring them together. Then for us, I think it really is that world of training being about thinking of what gets us to a place where we as a business want to go. So I talked about Admiral 2.0, thinking about things like how do we ensure that the whole business can talk data, can read data, but is also confident with it. So I don't think a training course that says, this is data, this is a great chart, here's some data visualization. I don't think that's enough. I think it very much is about bringing people on this journey and saying, you know, here's what data could help us achieve, but here are the ways that you deal with it every day and maybe don't realize. And so that step into using it in a business context maybe isn't as big as people first think. And also thinking about the needs of we're attracting great talent in, we have a great graduate program, but what happens after that point? And how do you get people to stay? And so constantly thinking about upskilling, reskilling opportunities, be that in-house or be that content that we purchase through providers. It really is about, you know, tying together that piece around culture, I guess, and more widely, not just people, not just training, not about just offering, you know, this academy resource to help develop your staff, but really thinking about the people and how we kind of come up to that culture level really is where where it's important and where I think coming together and our big kind of grand plan if you like is really thinking about what can we be doing that really gets us to that Admiral 2.0 that really gets us to thinking about data being a part of everything that we do and I think here that kind of nod back to Admiral's past we're an insurance company in car insurance everything is data driven and always really has been and I think we're really privileged in that position that you know to have claims data and to have pricing data and to make that work in a business for 30 years you have to have strong data skills and strong data people and so it's it's really lucky for us I guess that there's always been such a value associated to having strong data that's been really helpful but I think also People are so aware now at every level, and I think not just in Admiral, but outside, that it's no longer just enough that you think about the problems that you can solve today, but you're also thinking about maybe what tomorrow's problems might be. And for me, I think if you really kind of focus on weaving data culture, data people, training through that landscape, I don't think change is as difficult. And I think that we're a real catalyst and enabler in the way that we're set up to support the whole of data, not just analytics, but also our data assurance functions and our kind of data enablement services, all of that we support. And so being able to do that, I think, gives this real kind of confidence that as we go through any change, we can we can help people adopt, we can help people upskill, and we can kind of be that force that brings the whole of it together. Mm. It's really interesting because it, it sounds like there's a kind of a certain level of 
rigor and robustness around it because obviously you see and it depends where someone is at on their data academy journey right but you, you see some of them you know that are data academies in quotation marks and it's uh you know here's a quick course on tableau or power bi right whereas this seems to be a little bit more all-encompassing so yes there'll be some technical upskilling of course but it's you know it's not just the data team it's the business team and it's adoption it's culture it's communications it's it's the whole it's the whole shebang i guess the thing that interests me, me then hannah and the question is what was the what was the trigger point at what point did admiral decide right this this is now you know we're at a place now where we need something that's bigger and better than what we're currently doing yeah, it's a really good question. I think it's born out of a load of different things for us. So we've had a central kind of learning and development function our Admiral Academy for a long time. It's an award-winning academy. And we've always focused on training people. And like I described earlier, kind of people being the real heart of the business for us. As we really thought about data and data products, data insights, data services, and really kind of moved into that space through formulating you know new data strategies and thinking about the future in terms of cloud and and how we might move forward into admiral 2.0 we knew that we wanted something and I, I think that kind of goes back to that you know my description of setting up the data academy and, and not really knowing where we would kind of end up right then but we knew we needed something that started to bring everybody together. We have some data teams that are, you know, 200 plus strong. We have some data teams that are maybe three or four people. And so really thinking about the different ways that we could work with that and make it work um, was, was really influential. But also that really strong focus on we are a great place to work and we've won multiple awards for being a great place to work. But. I think that our, our focus really is about being a great place to work for data professionals. And so we wanted to include that element. And for us, that meant, you know, researching what our people wanted, but thinking about things outside of us and, and what others were looking for. And, you know, back in the 2020, 2021, it was training, it was development, it was, you know, a job that I can constantly learn in. I think most data people are real learners and are looking for innovation and looking for the next kind of development in technology or techniques or tools or whatever it might be and so it really was born from thinking in a real people mindset about what what does our data landscape and data world of the future look like and how do we get there and I think it goes back to that kind of weaving through it it would never have just been enough at that point I don't think to say well, we need a training academy or we can push the comms into our comms team because I think in the data world, we wanted to make this little kind of universe, if you like, of of being able to share, being together and it being really relevant and really hard hitting. And I don't think that, you know, our contact center staff really want to hear about what's going on in our tribe and our data change team or what tools and techniques we're looking at next or or any of that. But also we wanted to give them the chance. So we recently did a lunch and learn on chat GPT and we kind of really opened it out and we had amazing attendance from all different departments. And it really, for me, cemented that fact that people are interested. You just have to give them give them a way to engage without kind of almost forcing it down their necks, if you like, and let them come to us and let them engage with us, which has really worked really well for us so far. 
Mm, yeah so you, you you're effectively almost just like a central service to the business right that it operates through the data teams that you serve and then the custo- their customers which are obviously your business users right which is yeah really really interesting talk me through then the bold decision to kind of make the first hire around content and communication um and i'll caveat that with i personally think that is the right thing to do based on the fact that if i think about anyone that's come on this podcast and has been able to turn around to me and say we did x and that delivered y in terms of kind of commercial benefit and value one of the core competencies that they always refer back to was having a fairly robust comms strategy around Mm -hmm. that to get it to the business so um it makes sense for me having all of that insight from those conversations but as you very rightly said at the start for a lot of people that have been well you know don't we need to be teaching our whatever business users to be a little bit more savvy around x or y right on on a more technical basis so talk, talk me through the decision to go that that route I think it was a really easy decision and I I think for the reasons you've just outlined okay we have lots of different teams we have lots of different people we have loads of amazing things going on and no real way to to tangibly share that at that point and everything that is true I guess around being able to see the value being able to see it even knowing what's happening the first connections we made were some of the most impactful in you know a team that's maybe three or four heads saying actually I didn't really know that that was going on or you know we've just encountered that problem can we share about it and so we started really small in that space and thinking about how we could build connections how we could build a community how we could build networks And that really fell into what I call kind of our two pillars of the five that sit in the Data Academy around engagement and communication. And really um, that community element started to be born. And so we looked across the vastness that was the five kind of pillars. And I've talked through them, you know, it's about attraction, it's about engagement, community, training, development. And I was quite confident that I could, you know, support some of the training and development things going on, given my previous role and, you know, really wanted to make a small, intimate team that could really get things done and knew that the time where maybe I was spending time speaking to stakeholders, speaking to people in the business, thinking about training and development for our staff. I couldn't then be spent thinking about community and engagement. And so the five pillars for us really focus on, you know, that attraction of great talent, engaging um, and engagement, community, training and development. And so when I'm focusing within training and development, I knew that we really needed to focus on that engagement and community piece. And so really early on, those key deliverables that we wanted to do or key things that we wanted to achieve is, you know, being able to give that community a home and think about how we leveraged the community, but also how we served it. And so things like team channels are really great for that, but also things like newsletters, events. We had an incredible launch party back last year and, you know, we're planning our next events and we've got a series of things like lunch and learns and actually all of that stuff is so meaningful and so impactful, but not, you know, that kind of, delivering a training course delivering a development program thinking about progression and role development but it's as vital and as valued and so way back when it was a really simple a really simple view of you know we want to 
bring people together. We want to give them a place to share. We want to make sure that we're not tackling the same problem twice in two different areas, that we're visibly talking about data and helping others understand it when we've got really specific business areas. You know, we have people in marketing who know their data really well. We have people in our people services or our HR type teams that know their data really well. We might need to use it in different places, but we're not really joining that together. And so that was that was a really impactful win for us. And I said it earlier, but it's the bit I'm most proud of is bringing those people together because actually, you know, we can we can talk outwardly about what we're doing and we can offer training and development and really think about bringing along new initiatives and new tools and thinking about people upskilling. But generally, day to day, you know, it's those people talking that never would have talked before. It's those decisions we make that we never would have even known the problem existed before. Those are the bits that really kind of start for us. Hmm. Yeah. So it's it's basically the the engagement and kind of community piece is is you raising awareness around a your existence, but b all the good work that's going on in the business and a way then for you know people to kind of come together and collaborate more holistically as a as an organization right rather than operating in in silos which is is obviously very common um you spoke there about the the five key pillars just talk me through very high level you know we know you can't give away all your your secret sauce but um just give us kind of a, a bit of insight into what each of those pillars is kind of you know up to day to day if that makes sense Yes. So attraction is probably the one that we're really in the the early journeys of, mainly because we've got an incredible recruitment team. But that is, you know, talking and thinking about how do we attract great people in? What are people looking for? What can we do alongside our, you know, initiatives and our innovation um, ideas and our new products and things like that? But what can we do for data professionals? What do we have with the setup of our Admiral Data Community and our Data Community, um, Data Academy, sorry, and Data Community that really draws us apart? And so, you know, getting to chat about what we're doing is really important so people are aware, but also thinking about, you know, what makes our data professionals happy day to day? How do we how do we think about always making sure that we're listening to them that they have a voice not just in the wider admiral but also in data because great ideas really do come from anywhere and you know it really is a a kind of team sport to be in data you don't want you know person a and person b working separately on problems that are probably quite similar um if i then go into engagement um i've mentioned a few things that are going on but We've got kind of um, quarterly events, we have lunch and learns, we have, you know, bringing people together through firesides or through problem sharing or, you know, just discussion around what's happening in data, whether it's a, I want to know what this piece of data is, or I want to ask a question about this particular tool. All of that is happening. And we facilitate that. But my dream is that that community and that piece kind of is really self-sufficient, right? Like, it's great that we can host these things and we can support and we can bring together but really the utopia is a community that kind of will look after itself and it's so established and so mature that you know you almost don't need you don't need to influence it or bring it together that then kind of I guess goes into community too and then training and development are really self-explanatory but we have training be that I want this course or I want to look at this technique or this um, piece of software or, or tool that we're exploring, but also develop, blah, 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 development programs like our kind of 
data futures programs where we look at upskilling future seniors and future managers. And then inside of there are things like networks, be that at senior manager level or around specific tools or around specific um, kind of communities of practice, if you like, all of that is going on. So it's really kind of a real mix of things. Day to day, it looks really different, but it's always really fast paced. It's always, you know, really innovative. And I think everything that Admiral does and talks about is probably we'd say it's a real test and learn. But I think really early in, that was the view that we took was we'll try it. And if it doesn't work, we'll change it. And so, you know, we've done a couple of iterations of, of our development programs. And so we're now at a point of making some changes for the next lot but also constantly listening. So we constantly ask for feedback. We constantly get people involved with focus groups or forums to say, you know, how can we shape this? Because it's as much for everybody that's there as it is for us. It can't just be my ideas or the team's ideas or my managers or whoever's ideas. It has to be something that we think will will work and benefit us. And so it really is that kind of, let's try it, let's go for it, let's start. And then think about what can we do better next time and constantly evolving like that. So, you know, we talk about agile delivery of things. I guess this is potentially an agile delivery of a data academy, too. Mm, yeah, interesting. Um, what I'm thinking here now, Hannah, is that there'll be people sat listening to this who might be in the midst of this journey or thinking about going on this journey from a, a data academy perspective. Yeah. Um, so this just comes more out of a place of kind of curiosity than anything else. But out of all the stuff you're doing across those five pillars, um, how do you kind of separate out between what's for the data teams, you know, specifically people that are working in data and then for the business in quotation marks, right? All the, the users and, and kind of how do you differentiate between those two or, or, or do you not? We do, um, but mainly in the ways that we engage with or are engaged with in that we have a central L&D function. And so lots of our to the rest of the business work goes in collaboration with them. Um, and I think that's really important for me and for us in terms of learning and development. So we have kind of a, a central place that learning is considered. And if you are outside of the data community, you engage through the central L&D kind of team or SharePoint. Um, and then if you want data content, you come out into content we've provided, which is a really nice kind of um, hybrid of the two. If you like, you get a way that you're kind of really used to but also this really bespoke content. And that's really exciting. And that team are super supportive of the work that we're doing and, and kind of probably grateful that there's a, a data academy to kind of supply that stuff too. And then for our data professionals, it's a case of coming to us directly, I guess. And we have change initiatives, which we can support through things like not just training and upskilling people as they move into new tools or thinking about different ways of accessing data, be that through self-serve or visualizations or, or maybe just a new interface or a new tool or a new location, but also thinking about how we can get them to a point where you know they may want to learn a new technique and so we have training for that they may want to focus on some upcoming rising stars in data so we have development programs for that but again that kind of being able to be really close to our stakeholders and talk to them almost probably weekly if not daily in some cases means that we're really able to kind of hone in on what they want and what they need and how we can work with them 
So I think for us, we kind of call it everyday data and data professionals. And some of the content is really similar, if not the same. Um, but when we're focusing with data, everyday data and data skills, we start very much in that kind of mindset, hearts and minds piece, that confidence building coming away from taught fear and, and kind of getting people to understanding that data is everywhere. Everything that you do at some point has some data in it, even from which train you've taken and what time it arrives, there's data, scheduling problems, routing problems, all of that is there. And so people, I think, have this real notion of, of taught fear. And I think it's really akin to that maths view of I don't like it or I can't do it or it's scary. And I think really for me, it's bridging the gap between getting people to understand that in every part of their life, they use data and use it to make decisions and getting that barrier of making a business decision with data removed so that it doesn't feel big and scary. And so, again, it could have been enough. Well, it wouldn't have been, but it could have been a way forward to say, we're going to focus on data skills. And so we're going to put you on 10 different training courses. You'll learn a visualize, you'll learn data visualizations. You'll learn a visualization tool. You'll learn how to tell a great data story. You'll learn how to manipulate and extract data. But again, how do you then get them to a point where they actually use it? And so when we think about data skills, we think about what do people need to understand? How do we change that mindset? But also, how do we bake in the confidence? And so we're much more hands on, much more thinking about kind of workshops, building with them and supporting them through, giving them almost that coaching element, too. So it's not just here's 10 courses, you've passed, off you go, go change the future of your department, because I don't think that's enough. I think it is that constant way forward. And I think for me, that's the difference between data training and data culture. That data culture is saying, I need you to change your mindset. We all need to be on the same page. We all need to be confident using data. We need to understand where it can be used and why we're maybe not. Not just we need the fanciest tools. I don't need a business where everyone can talk about machine learning or everyone's confident in using it. But actually, if we have a stakeholder who says, I think that we could do something in this space, is machine learning the way forward? I would love that. That's the way forward. And not just because it's this new sexy buzz term that everybody wants to be involved in, but actually because they've focused in on what data do they have? What could we be doing? What decisions could we be making? And then they've got to that. That is like, I think I'd probably... I think I'd probably be done if we got to that point for everyone. That would be an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. Well, I guess at that point, then it's just the recognition of the fact that data and everything that comes off of it is is a potential solution to a business problem, yeah. right? That's effectively what we're we're talking about here. And you kind of, you know, very um, very well, uh, very well articulated the kind of process of you know and the relationship, I guess, between culture. And adoption and you know literacy and fluency or whatever we we're kind of calling it these these days um so given that those you know culture and adoption and literacy and fluency they're all kind of intertwined yeah talk, talk us through and i don't know whether you're allowed to give any specific examples but just kind of talk us through your experience of how 
the academy has kind of tackled all of those components you started to talk there about you know the cultural element and the mind sh- the mindset shift um mm-hmm. but how how has that kind of flowed through to how the academy helps in terms of adoption and literacy and fluency and all of that type of stuff yeah so i think really for me culture is about being able to think of ways that we can use data but also kind of evolve it into being set up for success and thinking about our data products really being the heart of our entire business and a tool and a a thing that we can leverage throughout be that in our analytics teams to think about the next great model that we're going to build but also for our customer focusing departments when they're thinking about teams to put on the phones or where our offices might be based and thinking about it in every part of it so every project involves data every team is excited by it and knows the value of it but I think also being able to really kind of focus on bringing together what the business is trying to achieve. So I talked a little bit about kind of Admiral 2.0, really focusing on data, really looking at ways to diversify our product offering and think about how our customer wants to engage with us and being able to therefore tie that together. I think it's really impactful when data is not just talked about in terms of models and tools and data warehouses and that conversational element but also when it's talked about in terms of number of customers or customer metrics such as NPS and really there aren't just there are data outcomes and business outcomes in my eyes there are business problems we want to solve and data is a way of helping do that and so bringing people on that journey is really important and I think as we move through kind of changing landscapes and I think lots of data landscapes are changing be that how we're hosting data how we're using it and you know regulations and everything else that sits over financial services and insurance in the UK we've had a really changeable market the last couple of months and years we really need to be set up for success and so it's about bringing together that people element of who's making decisions how are they making them what skills do they have what what do they what do they have at their fingertips in terms of tools and techniques but also how do we think about what problems we might face tomorrow so how do we equip them to focus on those areas as well and think about data not just because they've been asked to do it but because there's a problem that's coming and a problem that needs to be solved and i think really data culture and how we move forward is about great people with all of the right tools and data available to them within reason and also a place where they can kind of learn from others and share information whilst being able to be innovative and experiment and you know learn what's happening and learn how to deal with change all of that combined is really the impactful elements I think mm, yeah so it sounds like then your your stance on this and where you think the success has, has, has come from has been more around if we can change the shift in terms of people's mindset towards data and then the importance of how it plays a role in every single person's job whether you're in a data team or, or otherwise 
coupled then with the fact of we have you know we've got this academy here that can give you all of the training the support the development the tools the knowledge etc um that those two things combined almost take care of the literacy fluency and adoption problems by their very nature right because people then just feel more comfortable applying what they're learning and understand the reason why the business is asking them to do that is that a fair assessment i totally agree i think there's always work to do and i don't think that fluency is a piece that you do once i think every new starter every refresher Every person needs that reminder that this is the world that we're going in and we need our senior managers to talk about this world. And, you know, Melina, our group CEO and, and our all our UK insurance CEOs and, and thinking about deputy CEOs and our kind of real senior leaders are really bought into this. And that's an incredible place to be. We've got huge support. I don't think it's it's ever done, but I think it really helps. And as we move through, you know, thinking about bringing together business outcomes, bringing together that mindset and confidence, bringing together data change, we will be so well set up with the Data Academy and a data community. And I think important to have the, the two together because we can facilitate, because we can offer that kind of reskilling and think about what's coming next, but also because we're bringing these people together. They feel supported. It's not just about a training course. You tick a box, you're finished. It is that you know bespoke element of supporting through workshops. It's about confidence building and thinking about the next level. And I think that what we've developed today is really special. But I imagine that as we move through in the next month, there'll be something else that we want to do, and there'll be something else that somebody needs. And so you know we think about these horizontals of you know, you learn a tool or you learn maybe data visualization from the very basics to great data storytelling. I fully think that in, you know, a couple of weeks, months, years, whatever it might be is time, we'll need to add something else. There'll be another way that we need to think about this. But if you're set up to do that and it's not a, we need to go find a new provider or we need to think about this external content and making it bespoke to us, but we can just bring together this data academy team and we can build training that we can you know put out really quickly but also is really impactful and is admiral's view of what's happening that is a really great place to be so I think fluency skills will never be finished will never be done but I think we are set up to be able to move with wherever we need to go and that is a real kind of credit to the work that the team have done behind the scenes to get us to this point but also to our senior managers who said you know actually we know that to make data important we have to be thinking about data people and we have to be thinking about ways of you know upskilling them reskilling them training them developing them attracting them it's a huge credit to them and the views that they print that we're even here and we get to do this so yeah it's a, a real kind of synergy of everything I guess but you know data moves so quickly tomorrow's problems are probably problems we haven't even thought about today and that for me is super exciting but for some can be so daunting and if we can take some of that away and we can make people understand it or give them the confidence that they maybe don't have that is like an incredible place to be and hopefully you know gets us through the next 30 60 however many years bad for 
Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think you know the the fact that you're so far into this journey already, and um, you know e- even little things for me, Hannah. So you know you talked about you you went into that kind of product owner role, right? You know where you're customer facing but responsible for for data. That's obviously been a thing that's probably. Um, started to come to you know raise its head in many organizations over the last 12 to 18 months but you mm-hmm. were doing that four years ago right so I guess the my point being there that culturally it seems like you've got an environment where it's easy to embrace this type of of stuff which you know let's be honest is, is often half the battle <laughs> right so yeah. um couple of things then that I want to finish on so people can kind of take away some kind of real tangible, you know, um, golden nuggets of, of advice here. Um, yeah. First of all, in reality, because this all sounds great, no doubt there's been a lot of blood, sweat and tears that have gone into this, making yeah. it is what it is today, right? So in reality, what does it actually take to get to something of this size and scale to serve a business of your size in terms of the timescales of the journey, you know, the investment required, the amount of resource that you need, just like, you know, more holistically, what, what does, what does it encompass? Yeah. So we are really fortunate, like I said, that our senior leaders are very much bought into the importance of data and maybe not fully understanding at that point where we started, what a data academy could do other than training and development, but really bought in so I think that first tangible one is kind of know your your advocates know the people that are going to be cheerleading alongside you and know how to make this make business sense I think we talk about investment and we talk about kind of benefits of this really those benefits at the start can be quite soft and so being able to quantify what you know attrition costs and and what maybe helping um morale can do and ways that you know, you can assign value to that is really impactful. So thinking about, you know, whether it's a really quick and dirty figure that you assign and assign throughout is is really one way to make the business see the benefits of something that might be perceived quite soft. And if you have already a learning and development function, thinking about KPIs and things like that becomes a little bit easier, I guess. I'm fortunate that we have that. I think then it's about understanding, I guess, where the most impact is for you. So for us, it was that community sharing, but also giving people as we move into new tools and new technologies, a way to learn that. And so they were the first things that we hit. And I think being able to celebrate those wins early and get people bought in is so, so beneficial to the way forward. You you're almost at a point where when people engage with us, they want it today or yesterday. And so being able to satisfy that need as quickly as you can without maybe over-promising is really important. So being really well-equipped to say, these are the things we're focusing on. If you have a need for, for these, come to us now, but also feedback interest, what else you need, where else are you going, what's coming up that we need to be mindful of. We're still a small team and yet managed to do really incredible things across the board. But that's made possible, I guess, with the people that are around us and lucky that everybody's so excited by the offering that the Data Academy can bring. And, you know, we've got some real cheerleaders that sit in our departments as well that really make this easy for us. 
And then I think the last piece is around making sure that it's not just a shiny offering for new people. I think we can all think about onboarding and think about, you know, you're moving into a new area and you get these new cool fancy shiny things to talk about and, and learn and you know your training carries on in, in that space for something new but also thinking about who's coming next who's your next great talent pool and where are they are they external and so you need to think about accelerating them into the business and into our data culture or are they people that are across departments who are looking for the next step and actually giving them a development program today stops them looking for a job tomorrow and so we were really mindful that we couldn't just offer to new people or to new areas and think about you know that fun exciting new stuff but we had to really help our our departments retain great staff and think about that upskilling and reskilling and actually if we said these are our future leaders what do they need to know being able to give them that awareness and visibility was really important. So within there, I hope that there's some kind of tangible nuggets of, of what is the best place to start and what to think about. But if I could do it all again, I would hire that engagement and content officer right from the start every time because they've been instrumental to bring our community together. Yeah, yeah. Now that's uh, that's absolutely awesome, Hannah. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the thing that stood out for me there was how you talked about... Um, kind of connecting the purpose and the benefit of having the academy back to the business because this is a topic you hear about all the time in the industry right you know the the return on investment and how it's difficult to quantify what that actually is because we're not the ones that promote the action and and blah 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 but ultimately for you you know it's a it's a case of you know making sure that you know there that um you've got attrition costs so if we can fix that then you know um we are we're on to a winner if people aren't adopting there's a cost to that etc so hannah look thank you very much for joining us today for giving us your time it's hugely insightful conversation um and look forward to seeing how the rest of your data academy journey admiral unfolds over the coming weeks months years and the changes that you make no, thank you for having me. It's been so good just to get to chat about this. And yeah, thanks for the questions. They've been amazing too. No problem. All right, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode of Driven by Data, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week speaking with another thought leader from the world of data and analytics. Until then, please follow Orbition Group on social media if you've not already done so, where you'll be able to subscribe and therefore be made aware of the podcasts as they arrive. And please share, like and leave reviews so that more people from our industry get to hear and benefit from these too. If you've got any questions or you want to suggest ideas for topics or potential guests, then please feel free to reach out to me. Thanks for listening and I'll be back next week. Music.